0: All New Yorkers. You Taxi. Okay, this is the 77 WABC Minicast. We love you, and good afternoon. I am Anthony Weiner, and thank you for meeting me in the middle sometime every Saturday at two o'clock when we take some steps away from the hot takes of the far left and the far right. We try to bring some context to the news of the week or maybe a subject that doesn't find its way into the middle of the conversation. Now, it's so great to have you along. Ava's on the board helping me out. Christian will be taking your calls at 800-848-WABC, 800 848 Kevin is supervising things. Beautiful day out there. A little bit of Indian something. It is almost going to be winter, the 21st of December, the shortest day of the year. I know all that because that's my son Jordan's birthday. He's turning 12. We're already starting to put some plans in place. Well, I say already. We've been trying to get him to focus on, like, what he wants to do for his birthday. And uh, he, as you can figure, he has Hanukkah, then he has his birthday, then there's Christmas, which I don't know how why we decided to do that. He has a Muslim mom and a Jewish dad. So he is uh, – he's gearing up. He played hockey today and they got shelled. They just lost. They look terrible, but it's hard to be too down. It's a nice – a nice day today. Also this week, he had his flute recital, and um, our home was a constant sound of his practicing. Not. He hadn't practiced. We hadn't heard, seen, heard him practice at all. We, we know he was carrying his flute back and forth to school. We would hear him practicing. And then he, they had their little recital, and he crushed it. I'm very proud of him. So if you're keeping score, hockey this week, not so great, but flute uh, was really good. So uh, that's going Well, hopefully you're having a good week. Hopefully you're having a good day out there, Uh significant day in, in my household for another reason. This would have been my brother Seth. I lost my brother Seth in the year 2000. He would have been 63 today and my mom and this family text going back and forth. So he would have been exactly the same guy we remember. Like he would have been excellent on the radio. <laughs> he had no shortage of opinions. He liked saying things to be provocative. Um. He likes saying things basically only to be provocative. Sometimes I wonder if he was actually what he what he really believed. But here's an interesting thing about Seth Wiener. Seth was a licensed gun dealer. Yeah, he was a licensed gun dealer in Virginia. And towards the end of his life, when I was just – I had just been elected to Congress. And we had a few conversations that were in the realm of actual kind of policy conversations about the Second Amendment and things like that. And, and uh, he was a – he would have been an, an excellent – Seventy-seven WABC radio host. If we were alive today, but I don't know if he'd be the same person. Who knows? People change. They mellow. They, they, they change. You know, one of the great fascinations is to is to stare at your kids and wonder what are they going to be like in a few years. And I remember it wasn't so long ago that Whom and I were looking at Jordan and so what what's he going to sound like when he talks? What kind of personality is he going to have? And he's going through about six or seven. When you're turning twelve, you go through a lot of stuff, and he's going through it now. But all of it, uh, all of it is fine. Also what I'm dealing with, and maybe someone out there in our listener audience can help me with this, 800 84 wabc is our phone number. Also, WienerWABC at Gmail if you want to reach out to me directly. I have gotten, let's see, I'll give you the updated count, 114 spam calls in the last 24 hours. Now, I know they're spam calls because my phone is blocking them. Most For the most part, they're being blocked, but they're leaving little messages. Like It takes them a little while to disconnect. Every once in a while, one will get in. A lot of six four six numbers. I've ants, I've tried to answer a couple of them. There are some health insurance company or something that's trying to sell me something, but I don't know how to make it stop. It's now 114 in a day, just nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And you know, so my phone comes in my cell phone. I click the button that says spam report, but there's just I guess an infinite number of phone calls. So that's, I mean, it's not a huge problem, but it is. You wonder. I I don't know how you're supposed to stop this kind of thing. How long it goes on? I guess until they run out of numbers. Um, so um, interesting stuff in, in the in the news this week. You heard uh, during the news break with Noam Layton. They now have candidates for the uh, – I guess we're calling it the George Santos district. A woman named Mazzie Phillips. We just heard a cut from her. She's the Republican candidate. Tom Suozzi who was the incumbent before Santos and he was also the Nassau County executive. He ran for governor, gave up a seat to run for governor, ran kind of to the right of – Hochul, governor's always been what he wanted. When I first met Tom Swazi years ago was when he was primary in Cuomo, I guess, or considering primary. I don't what, what happened with that, and he was he was trying to run then, and that didn't didn't work out. But that's his first choice, but he's going back to Congress. It should be an interesting race in that she seems like an interesting candidate. you know. And and, and Curtis Lee, we're going to talk about this at 4 o'clock when he comes in for left versus right. What's going to happen in that district? And we'll give her a little rundown. I mean, the problem is... Is the the selecting candidates in these special elections is the last vestige of the insiders of the smoke filled room. It's the county committees, I think they're called. So the county chairmen get to decide, and these are political apparatchiks. They are notoriously bad at their jobs, meaning picking good candidates. You know, they picked George Santos, for example. I mean, the, for all the problems with the primary system, and yes, George Santos was also chosen by the voters. It's no system is perfect. Um, you never know what kind of considerations are going on there. Do they choose someone who's weak because they want someone different next time, or something like that? Or do they do they vet them fully, or do they fall in love with one particular, um, you know, feature of the person's record or another? But we'll see what happens. I I think Tom Suozzi wins that race. I think this has not been a particularly good time um, for for Republicans, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later. There is good news and bad news this week. I guess let's start with some of the good news. The stock market hit a record high, 37,000 was the down. The longest weekly winning streak since 2017 in the stock market, which is great. <clears throat> Things like retail sales are up 10%. Um, gas prices are almost 9% down uh, uh, from where they were um, a year ago. They're getting cl- – well, more than that, down – were just last month, and they're going to hit below $3 a gallon next week, according to what the futures say. So the economy is humming along. You know who's not great at predicting the economy? This guy. If Biden wins, you're going to have a stock market collapse, the likes of which you've never had. Gasoline prices are now $5, $6, $7, and even $8 a gallon. By contrast... Yeah, I mean, it's... uh, He got that wrong. But we'll see. You know, I, I did an episode on this a couple of weeks ago, how... The economic news is better and better, but the perceptions still are not great. More polls coming out. <coughs> Poll came out this week that showed that um, Biden had now gotten lower approval ratings than W did towards the end of his uh, after Hurricane Katrina. I mean, that's how bad his approval ratings are. And there's not all good news on the economic front. You you heard Noam report that homelessness is up. Almost all time highs. Rent is one of the last things that the that inflation – has not turned around on, although it's starting to a little bit here in New York City. It's starting to soften a little bit, um, so it's not all good economic news. But a lot of it is very good, and and that's that's good. That's good. It's funny to listen. <laughs> it's funny. That I, I um uh, uh the the pains you uh, um Steve Moore has on uh, the guys who from Payne Capital, who kind of talk about investment advice in the hour before we come on. And they made a good point. They said, you know, everyone wants to talk down the good news. Now, just for a moment, enjoy that the economy is doing better. That's good news for all Americans. And if you have any money in the stock market, I've said it 100 times. I'll say it 101 times. You know, the president can do some things, some things he can. I don't. He doesn't do fiscal policy or the Fed. If you're going to give someone credit for taming inflation, you got to give the Fed. You can do some things to be – you know, to lay the foundation, um, you know. But the thing I always say is that if you're in office when good things happen, you get credit, and if you're in office when bad things happen, you get blame. So the same way, I was here taking calls about what a lousy economy we had a year ago, and now it's a lot better. So if you're going to blame Biden, then you got to give Biden some of the credit. But in the category of bad, Congress, the House of Representatives— um, left town this week. They're done. I mean, the Senate is still there. Congress hasn't passed aid to Ukraine. Um, Putin this week gave his like nine-hour press conference he does every year, and he literally was laughing Dur- during the question about, you know, aid to, you know, what does he think's going to happen in the United States? He was laughing at how Ukraine couldn't get aid from the United States to stand up to him. We still haven't sent emergency aid to Israel. What a- Heartbreaking story out of Israel from yesterday. Nothing but heartbreaking stories nowadays. Congress still hasn't done anything to fix the, the border situation. That now both, you know, both sides say it's a major problem that has to get solved. As a matter of fact, President Biden sent a package of emergency aid for the border, including border officers, including hearing officers, including um, machines to check for fentanyl. And you know, here it is there. And the House of Representatives says, all right, we're, we're leaving town. We're out of here.